started a public conclude next week, hopefully. But uh, this is so important, especially for us husbands, so that we can understand the Word of God. And for the young people, so please pay close attention, because you're going to get there soon. <laughs> and then you need to know exactly what to do. Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Minister to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here and you have not made a true commitment to Christ as your Lord and Savior, you really need to do it and do it very quickly. We are drawing very close to the end of time. The time is short. You need to make a commitment to God and be serious with your faith. The Bible speaks about the last days, that the love of many will wax cold, and people just be doing whatever they like. But remember this, Jesus is God. There is no other God, meaning God died on the cross so that you can have life. What God died for, don't throw it away. Your life is that important to God. Do not throw it away by not being serious with serving God. It's not about going to church. It's about a connection with the creator who made, it, who made you, the one who created you. Connection with him and staying with him and making sure you are serious with serving God. You only have one life. There's nothing more important than serving God. I made up my mind, it's over 30 years now. I'm going to serve God. Not perfect, but I'm going to stay close to this God. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay with Him. I want to see Him when it's all over. I want to be able to come into His presence and see God face to face. Every one of us here today, you are going to stand before Him Face to face. You don't want to throw your life away because of the things that are happening on the earth. The best place to be is in a relationship with God. I need to say that. We're talking about family series, but this is more important than just family. God first, then family. Make sure everything is right between you and your God. Your family will be in order. Let's be serious with God. Take God seriously. The one who gave his son to die for you on the cross, that was God. I can't tell about how, how painful it was to Jesus. It was very painful to him. He didn't want going. He didn't like going to the cross. But he had to obey his father. And for us. You don't want to throw it away. Many times I imagine how you're going to deal with such a great God when you walk up to him and you can see the nail prints on his hand and you've rejected him. Let me let you know this. You don't have to say, I reject Christ. By not accepting him, you rejected him. That's the way he sees it. And it becomes a very serious matter. That's why the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You don't want to get there. 
So I encourage you this morning, we're talking about the family today, but I encourage you, if you have not given your life to Christ, or you are not taking God seriously in your life, you need to have a change of heart. You really need to do it and do it fast. You are not promised tomorrow. You can die any day. We don't want that, but it comes to people. You are part of the people of the earth. Amen? Today I want to speak about the, the, uh, what husbands should know about their wives. <laughs> what husbands should know about their wives. And this is part of the family series we're teaching that the family is God's idea. This is God's idea. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Husbands, likewise dwell with them, that's your wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayer may not be hindered. Now, this is one scripture where God doesn't say to the husband, the what we're generally familiar with, uh, husbands, love your wives. Here, he's talking about living with your wife based on understanding. In other words, try to understand your wife. Study her, study her enough to understand her. And we said that's, not a, <laughs> that's a tall order. <laughs> To understand the woman. But that's the way God created her. And God expects you to learn and understand how she is so you can live with her. And that's the only way he can bless your family. When you understand and you're living with your wife with understanding, then God can really operate in your home. He says you must give honor to the wife. Notice, he says, wives, submit to your husband. But then he tells the husband, you must honor your wife. Honor your wife cannot be using bad language and insulting her. When you do that, you insult the word of God. Because God says to honor your wife. And you, when you honor her, you honor God. When she submits, she honors God. And we talked about submission. Submission doesn't say the woman is less than the man. God said, I will make uh, a person comparable to you. That's a, a being that is comparable to you, to Adam. So they are equal, but for the program, the purpose of God, the woman must submit to the husband because of God's purpose for the home. And I said, God, really, his desire is to bless every single family on the earth. If your family is not blessed, it's not because God doesn't want your family blessed. It's because you haven't turned, you haven't positioned yourself in your family to attract God's blessings in your family. You are the reason for it. 
when you position yourself, when the man is taking his place, and the woman is doing what God says for God's program, that family will be fruitful, that family will multiply, God's blessings will be upon that family. That's why God picked Abraham. He says, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So God wants your family blessed. If your family is not blessed, it's not because God doesn't want it. You don't want it. Or you're not listening. You haven't been able to get a good grip of God's word to turn, as Jesus said, position yourself for blessing. Or you're not taking God seriously. You're doing your own thing. You're leaning to your own understanding, on your own understanding, and doing it your way. And your way is the earthly way. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so when you think his thoughts and you do it his ways, you're doing it the supernatural way and it takes over and brings peace in your home. Amen? That's just the truth. So husbands must love their wives and live with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife because she's the weaker vessel. And we say weaker doesn't mean she's weak. We're going to come to that later. It's just the way God made the woman. And the man needs to understand. And for that reason... You need to honor her, and you can benefit from it. Because it says she's also heir together with you. In this grace, in the grace of life. What's grace? Grace is God's blessings, God's favor upon your family. You're together. If you don't honor her, (laughs) grace is going to be short in the home. Hello? (laughs) And if grace is short in the home... Success and prosperity is gone. You lose everything. The family is God's idea. And when you do it the wrong way, it gets to him. And he doesn't like it. And that's why you see the devil attacking the family today and wanting to redefine the family because he knows God's thoughts for the family. Every single family that's on the earth. It says your prayer will be hindered if you don't do it God's way. The woman is different from the man. Most men, when they deal with conflicts and they deal with things that are bothering them, they go and they try to reason it out logically. That's the man. He wants to figure it out. Women are different. They have to feel it with their emotions. That's the way God created them. And so, with a woman, if she doesn't feel loved, she doesn't believe she's loved. You can see it all. You can tell her how much you love her. If she doesn't feel loved, she doesn't think she's loved. She doesn't believe she's loved. She's got to feel. Feel it. And it's the man's responsibility according to the word of God, to help her feel loved. So the woman is different. So we have seven revelations that I started with last week about the woman in your life. First revelation is not what you think, I said. (laughs) Because men always think the woman needs love. And his idea of love is not what the woman really thinking. (laughs) Amen. 
It's not what you think. It's really not what you think. The woman is wired different. Secondly, she needs to feel loved. We talked about that. Thirdly, the woman is wired by the Creator to be emotional. And we're going to talk about that. And you will understand what we're talking about. There's a major difference here. So you understand your woman and know what's going, what's going on. And be able to respond properly to her so that there won't be conflict in the home. You'll get very frustrated if you don't understand what's really going on. And she's frustrated because she don't understand. And many women say, my husband don't understand me. Women agree? Eat? Hey, Angela, be quiet. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> I'm preaching, okay? <laughs> I don't want to hear anything coming from you. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't read into that, okay? Mind your business. <laughs> okay? Yeah. <laughs> How did I get into that? <laughs> okay. So the third thing is she is wired by the Creator to be emotional. Fourth, women want security, men, not what you think. We're coming to that. Because you hear a lot of men, uh, the woman wants security, so I'm going to try to help her to be secure. What you're thinking and what she's thinking, two different things. And the women will agree. Very different. We need to understand that. Fifth thing is, she does not want you to fix it. She wants you to listen. She's talking to you, and for us, as she's talking, your logical mind is putting things together, and you already have an answer. Say, get off that stuff. I got the answer. She's, that's not what she wants. She just wants you to listen, hear her truth. That's all she wants. Amen? I've fallen into that trap so many times in my home. I got all the solutions. I know everything. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, the fifth thing. Or sixth thing, she needs you, she needs to know that you find her attractive. She needs to know that. So that's very important. She wants to know that you find her beautiful. And number seven, what she really wants is you. Not stuff. Amen? She just wants you. So we're going to be going through all of this. And I've gone through number one, that it's not what you think. God wired her differently. And number two is where I'm going to start today. The woman needs to feel loved. You see, this is the commandment that God gives to the husband consistently in Scripture. He created the woman. Notice in the Scripture, God never says, to the woman, woman, wife, love your husband. Have you wondered why he didn't? Because that's, that's not the need for the husband. What the husband wants the most is respect, not love. They would rather have respect. If the man is respected in the community, he feels good. Sometimes they do crazy things so that people can look up to them. I'm a big shot. They like that. 
That's what man wants. So God won't say, he, he created us, he knows what the man is made of, made up of, and he knows the woman. So he doesn't tell the woman, wife, love your husband. That's given, that's not a problem. The problem is, husband, love your wife, because she needs it. She needs to feel loved. That's the way God created her. She needs to feel loved. And you have to work on that so that she feels loved. You know, studies have shown that even if you have a great relationship with your wife, and you've told her many times, I love you, I love you, I love you, and she knows that you love her. She's got to feel it. Just knowing is not enough. Because according to the studies, sometimes, periodic times, her feelings need to be reassured. She needs to convince herself that you truly love her. And you married her just because of who she is. You accept her just the way she is. Because they say that in every woman, there is an underlying insecurity about a husband's love for her. It's never out in the open. It says it's right below the surface of the mind. And whenever an event triggers that insecurity... Your wife will respond in a way that will dismay you, frustrate you, and anger you because you don't understand. That's the point I made last week. You pulled one lever and she got really excited. You go back the next day and because you thought you found the right, bu- the right button to push, you push the same button and she reacts differently. And you say, well, what happened? You frustrated. She's wired differently. And you complain, I did exactly the same thing. She says, no, you're not. And you're thinking, what kind of a woman is this? I did exactly the same thing. She said, no. He said, hey, you pushed the wrong button or you pushed it in the wrong way. Now she's responding differently. That's the way God made them. So we need to understand. So there's that underlying feeling of insecurity about your love, whether her husband truly loves her. And whenever an event triggers it, then she responds to it. She will show signs of distress when that happens. And signs of distress means she'll drive you nuts. (laughs) That's what that means. So she feels that. So we'll be talking more about some of the things that trigger the insecurity tremors. What are these things so that we can avoid them? The first one is conflict. Conflict. Anything that gives her the feeling that something is wrong will trigger this feeling of insecurity. Whatever is happening in the home, and she something is not right, whatever you're doing, whatever it is, 
She doesn't really quite understand. Now this feeling comes up and she's going to respond. And, and until she's reassured that everything is okay between you. And now you see, women think more about the health of the relationship more than men. In, in the man's mind, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't have married you. We are in the house. We are together. I'm not doing anything. I come home. I walk. And do. What more do you want, he says? You know I love you. Why do you need to hear it more and more? I've already told you. She should know. That's not the way it is. The woman wants something a little different. When there is conflict and then she feels something is not right, there you are at odds. You're t- still talking, but she feels something is not right. This thing goes up and she starts acting. And you don't understand what's going on. If she feels you are not happy with her in any way, you're not seeing anything, there's conflict. This triggers this premise of insecurity. And she is not happy with the home. The man may be fine. Another thing is withdrawal. You know, you just want to withdraw. Men, when they are dealing with conflicts and insecurities in their life, or maybe a job situation that's bothering them, what do men do? They don't talk to anybody. Right? They want to handle it themselves. They withdraw, and they start processing it. (laughs) Trying to figure out what's going on. And how to overcome the problem. Now, with a woman, it's different. She doesn't want to withdraw. When your wife is upset about something, she's not saying, I need space. She's, all she needs at that point is a hug. Amen? Not space. If you stay away from her, you trigger that. Men always want to be on their own, just minding their business, doing their thing, just thinking, processing things. You see, when there is withdrawal and you withdraw from your wife, you need to let her know. The main, the main thing is always reassure her, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be with you. No matter what's going on, I'm with you. I love you. I don't care about anybody else. You are number one in my heart, life. I'm going to stay with you. No matter what you do, I'm going to be here with you then those feelings are not there. They're not there. There's peace in the home. The Holy Spirit can move in the home. There's grace of life in the home. And God can bless that home. But when you don't have this understanding, you'll be fighting about little things. She may be telling you about dishes, but it's more than dishes. There's something else that's there. And it's because of those feelings. She's talking about one thing, but what she really means, what she's really, what's really going on, is that feeling of insecurity. You see that happening. She's talking about, and you want to fix that problem, but that's not what they're talking about. The issue is different. And it's that feeling underneath, something is not right with our relationship. And until you reassure her, I'm okay. I'm not going anywhere. I really need to separate to what I need to think. Okay? So if I'm going out there just thinking, it's not because of you. I need to process things. You need to reassure so she knows what's going on. So you don't trigger it. Because when you're withdraw, withdrawing, she thinks it's because of her. Now, you don't, either you don't find her attractive or you have your eyes somewhere else. And so she starts questioning. What's going on? What are you doing? Why do you, come? You, you have been coming late from work before, but now it's become an issue. 
She's asking you, well, why are you come late? She said, well, I always come late. No, this time is different. Why? Because of that feeling of insecurity. You triggered it. You're always alone, by yourself. You can't withdraw. You need to let her know. Are we getting it today? Amen. Silence. Uh, how many of you have received uh, silent, the silent treatment? <laughs> the silent treatment is great, okay? <laughs> My conclusion is, it's good, it's okay for the woman to give the husband a silent treatment. It's not okay for the man, amen? <laughs> because she reads this differently, amen? You have to understand. That will trigger that feeling of insecurity. Silent treatment is not permitted for the husband. You cannot do that. Another thing that could bring that up, and these things are taken out of actually studies, studies of a number of women. So I'm not just reading something that I just got from my, my wisdom. These things are studies that have been done. Many times, and, and this affects both men and women, when somebody is emotionally drained, they act different. <laughs> and number one, <laughs> it's very different. Now, for a woman, yeah, she'll act different, but also will attack this area of her life, this feeling. Is everything fine between me and my man? So when a woman is emotionally drained, these feelings will surface. They are usually underneath the surface of her mind, but events will bring them up, and then she begins to react, and it confuses the man. The man needs to understand that. Another one is uh, frequent and long absence from the home. Frequent and long absence from the home. This is very important because a lot of men, they, what will men want to do is, I'm going to do whatever it takes, you know, to show my love, meaning I'm going to provide financially. And so you're constantly working. Just last night I was listening to a, a woman said, you know, he just got so busy, I got busy, and we, we just we pulled apart and the marriage ended. We love it. And she, I could tell from what she was saying, she still loved the man. But we went our different ways. She said he was tired of doing this stuff. And when you're not there, something is, that triggers that feeling. And when you're constantly, this, this happens, when you're constantly absent and constantly away from your wife, she's an easy target for a man who knows how to be around, okay? <laughs> that happens. And sometimes it's confusing. Why did this happen? She was a good woman. Why? You're not there. You're not there. And somebody think, came around making her feel like she's okay. And this happens to among Christians. So we need to understand some of these things. It's good to work. But you can't, long absences from the home means different thing for the woman. I mean, you've heard the woman will say, you love your work more than you love me. <laughs> you know what they're saying? It, it come, it's born out of that feeling of insecurity. Just because you're working and they know you're trying, it's not a logical thing. 
They know you're trying to provide for the home. They know where you're at there. But after a while, it's, why do you have to go to work so much? Then what I'm trying to provide, they understand that, but now it's not making, now you're frustrated, you're angry, because she doesn't seem to get it. You're working logically, but she's going by emotions. And your actions, being absent from the home, is making her feel like you really don't want to be around. And that triggers that. And it's painful to her. And the same thing I've said about respect, you know. The woman is not respecting the husband, but at work, she's got, he's got the secretary. Everything he says is, yes, sir, yes, sir, whatever you want. I'll give you tea. I'll, you are the best and all of that. He comes home and his wife will, uh, uh, insults him. He thinks, boy, I wish I met this secretary before I met my wife. He's driving his way. Same thing happens here. Absence from home. Somebody comes in there and spends time with her. It's over. Because she's got to feel that. Am I making sense this morning? You're awfully quiet this morning. <laughs> this is so important. So when you're doing those things, remember, if you have sent constant calls, amen, hey, how are you doing? That will bring those feelings down. I can't wait till I get back home. I know I'm absent from home, but I can't wait. Those things are very important. Just to bring down those feelings of insecurity so she feels connected to you and you are together in this. It's not just you. You're together in this. Working together. And that makes her feel good about the relationship, about the family. And she prays for you because she knows what you're doing. You constantly have to let her know. The way she knows I'm doing this because of the family, that's not good enough. You're logical. But she's going to go the feeling way. So you need to reassure her from time to time, pursuing her, letting her know, yes, I'm there for you. I'm there for you. I'm going to help you. You know, when I think about some of the conflicts women can have in, in, in this society, my society where I grew up is very different. But in our society, we thought, you know, the man, uh, when you're courting your wife, you know, you take her out, when you get out of the restaurant, you run to the other side and you open the door for her and she sits and, 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 and you, you close it and, and she, you pull the chair back for her to sit and all of that. And she said, I love this man. He's, he's wonderful. And then for the man, he's trying to win the prize, right? As soon as he wins her, he brings her home. The next day they're going in. He can't even wait. He's almost driving off before she gets to sit down. And, and she's saying, wow, what a difference one day makes. <laughs> we was like this, now he's changed. For him, he's conquered, he's over. She knows I love him. I've demonstrated that. There's no need to continue. Why should I open it? Sit down, lady. If you don't get there fast, I'm gone. We're late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real life is really good, right? <laughs> but these are the things. If you were not doing it before, and then maybe there's no, but if you were really busy doing it, just because you came back from your honeymoon doesn't mean it's going to be over there. 
He continued because if you don't, what she reads into it is like something is wrong. Maybe I've done something wrong that caused this. She doesn't understand what you're thinking. She's not a man. So she interprets those things with her feelings and then she begins to react. And because you don't understand why she's reacting, you up your game as well. I'm going to show you, lady, if this is the way it's going to... And then before you know, you got so much conflict in the home, and Jesus cannot be comfortable in a home like that. He is called the Prince of Peace. So you got to do that. So important. So women, those long absences are important. Unresolved relationship issues. A man can just put stuff aside, you know, no big deal. You know, so why is this just a big deal? This is the solution. And, and you walk away in your mind, it's okay. But until she feels it's okay, it's still not okay. There's got to be that reassurance that everything is okay. So you have an issue, we got to deal with it. You got to walk through it and reassure. The reassurance is there and, and you are back on the same page. That's important. That's number two. Feelings that you need to, she needs to feel that she is loved. Number three, and I'm going to end with this real quickly because of time. Women are emotional. That's just the way God created it. Nothing bad about it. Now, let me show you what's going on. For a man, and for me personally, I'm really bad about this. When I have something that I'm doing, I'm all there. I'm all there, focused on what I'm doing. It's happening at home. Angela will give me an information, very important information, while I'm busy doing something else. And I didn't hear it. And she said, but I told you. Well, I didn't hear it. I'm just, my mind is just, just there. Now, let me show you. With a woman, she deals with situations from her past and present at the same time. Thoughts and emotions from the past and the present. She's dealing with them at the same time. And she's handling all of this. So women can really multitask. They can do several things at the same time. That's the way God wired them. Now, what we need to understand is a woman is like a computer with several windows open. Okay? At the same time. They're running at the same time. And they can manage them. I can't. I'll go crazy with all of that going on at the same time. They're thinking about something in the past. They're thinking about something in the present. And they sit, they're talking to you, but their mind is dealing with what the kid's doing upstairs. They, he's too silent there. And you're thinking, we're talking. How come you got away talking about the kids upstairs? That's the way they are. They have all of these windows open, and then there are pop-ups from time to time of different things that are coming <laughs> And they still have to deal with that. But a man, he can sit in his place and he's just sitting there having fun, just staring into space. And the wife asks, what are you thinking? He says, nothing. And she says, nothing? 
I got several going on, and you say you're thinking nothing, and she thinks you're lying. But the man can actually do that. He just spaced out. He's thinking nothing. But the woman is thinking, no, you are hiding something. <laughs> but that's just the way the man is. He can sit there and he just relax and he's not thinking anything. So for the woman who, is, who has several things going, as far as he's concerned, you are as confusing as they come. I mean, I cannot, how can I figure you out? That's what she's dealing with. That's why the women are the way they are. And it's not a bad thing. It's just men, we need to understand what's going on and how they're feeling. And, and, and when they're saying something about this, put your hands around them. Reassure the person, I'm there. We'll go through this together. It's going to be okay. Whatever. And I still love you. I'm going nowhere. We are in this together. Amen? That's so important. We need to know that. Stand up with me this morning. We'll continue next week. Young people, are you, young men, are you getting some, something out of this? Oh, yes. <laughs> I wish I knew this before I got married. <laughs> you know, God does give grace. And, and, and if God, I need to make this clear. Some men always think, or and women too, maybe I made a mistake. There's no mistake. God knew when you married that man or that woman. That's who God gave you. That's who he planned for you. Well, you want to look at the circumstance and all of that. He knew all the circumstances. He used the circumstances to bring you together. Make the best out of the relationship. Amen? Make the best. Don't look elsewhere. This is it. This is it. So make it so that God is glorified in your family. That's what it should be. Walk together so that God will walk through your family just like he did Abraham. We're still talking about Abraham today and Sarah. Just these two families. Well, let God's name be glorified in your family. Don't doubt that God brought you together. He knew from the foundations of the world that you would be together with that man, that woman. Don't doubt it. Make the best out of it. If it's broken, uh, we don't understand fully, but believe me, God knew, and it's at work. And it will bring the right person, and then you can start all over again. God will help you to start all over again, and that would have been his best from the foundations of the world. We don't know these things. He knows everything, okay? Can we lift our hands up this morning and thank him for his wisdom, his great wisdom, his great love, his love for my family, your family, the love for your family. Tell him you're grateful. Tell him that you want your eyes truly open so that you can be the best wife that any man can have, the best husband that any man can have. That's what we want from the Lord today. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I need you to pray with me this morning. All heads bowed. I need you to pray with me. And then when we finish, the prayer partners are going to be here. 
If you have any other need, you need somebody to pray with you and you just receive Christ, you need to tell somebody, I prayed with that man today to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I'm committed to him. It's the best decision you'll ever make on this side of heaven. Amen? Father God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Say with me if you if you're receiving Christ. And mean it from your heart. Say with me and the whole congregation. Join me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving your life for my life. Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. Today, I believe in your sacrifice for me. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive me, Father. Come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord, for writing my name in the book of life. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever your needs are, if you have some difficulty, sometimes you're here, but your mate is not here. And there is trouble in the home. Please come up here. Let's pray for you. If there is no unity in the home and you need help, please come. Prayer partners, please come down. If you need more unity in your home and you need somebody to agree with you, please let somebody pray with you today and minister to you. You 